and we are live. Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast for June 3rd, 2019. This is Steve Chung, one of your wonderful hosts for the day, and uh, coming to you live from BEA, beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia. I am a past master of my local lodge here, Prince Charles Lodge, number 153, and a member of the Valley of Vernon, Scottish Rite, uh, past thrice Pusin Grandmaster. And alongside with me today is uh, uh, very worshipful brother David Colbath uh, from Washington State. And um, uh, before we get going, got to give that disclaimer. Our thoughts and our opinions expressed here are our own, not reflecting those of the Grand Lodge of Grand Lodges of our jurisdictions uh, or any other concordant bodies. Um, David, good morning. How are you today? I'm I'm here. How are you? It looks like you're in a, a much more beautiful spot than me. Although it is sunny today, sort of, but uh, <laughs> I'm inside. <laughs> uh, yeah well you know it's my deck if i had my choice i'd be on the beach right <laughs> i'll have to uh, i'll have to set up uh, figure out how to do that setup like you have and get on my deck one of these days <laughs> oh yeah well you know it's laptop mobile there you go there laptop you go. And cell phone right uh, i finally figured out how to make it happen on the cell phone so that's great you know um anyways today uh talking about making it happen things in lodge and uh you know uh, being passionate about getting things done in lodge um you know how long have you been a mason david well it's kind of a fun story i when i when i became a mason uh my my wife was eight months pregnant and so i have my investigation when she when she was eight months pregnant so uh my my daughter was born uh, uh, we had to potentially delay my first degree to if my daughter was if my daughter was born sorry um, and so uh, I know exactly how long I've been Mason because my daughter was born a, a month after I was became Mason. So 11 years. I've been a Mason 11 years. Wow. wow. That, well, at least you know. <laughs> you, you, you even have a date associated. <laughs> so if I forget one, then I'm in trouble on the other either way. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, uh, all I really know is October, November, December is when I went through in, in – uh, uh, 1999 right so uh yeah well that, that you got something to connect it to that's kind of nice yeah and, you know and, and, and both uh i'm sure are as close to your heart um how long, I, have, you been how, how long have you been mason Steve? uh well i've been uh i've been a freemason i got initiated in october 1999 so okay. uh, 20 years uh this october nice Right. And I've been around Freemasonry since I was 14 because I was involved in Demolay. Right. Um, and, you know, I was going to join Lodge seven years before I did um, in Kamloops, actually. I had uh, petitioned Lodge. I, I went through initiation, or not through initiation, but investigation. I was already set to join, and then I got a job in Kelowna. <laughs> right. And then, working graveyards and and uh afternoons there was no way to regularly attend lodge so there was uh no way i was going to just join to join you know so yeah but um i know speaking about passion in lodge and and, uh, and getting things done uh we should express connor's uh regrets that he's not here with us today he's uh 
been uh, dealing with some health issues and and uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll share those with you when uh, when he gets back. Um, but express his regrets. Um, he, yeah, we're, we're, missing, we're missing him definitely. It's uh, it's not it's not been quite the same without him on the show. And uh, so I, I know he's been working on some vlogs. He said so. Hopefully he'll have some some shorts that he can share on the channel and and uh, some short videos and stuff that we can share. And uh, I think he was at uh, some the celebration, the hundred year Demolay celebration, and a few other events that. Uh, that he may be part of. I, I think you guys are talking about doing a live broadcast from, or at least uh, some recording at your Grand Lodge too, isn't that right? Yeah, we're going to take it and, uh, and go live at uh, Grand Lodge. Um, I believe uh, we've registered Connor in for the banquet so he can do uh, a, v a vlog, he calls <laughs> it, a video log, video log. Uh, of Grand Lodge for... Um, uh, for uh, the show and, and so part of the uh, Grand Lodge experience, we're going to also uh, be interviewing. Uh, we've we've arranged a suite at uh, the hotel so we can do interviews uh, in a quiet space if we need. Um, and uh, I think we're going to go uh, because of Privacy Act and things. We're not going to be as free video free with respect to the video uh, aspect of it. Um, we were going to walk around with a, a selfie stick and um, all that kind of stuff. Um, but privacy laws in Canada kind of prevent that uh, from being as fun an experience as it could be. Um, you know, because it's like, hi, David, can I get your uh, permission to put you on video camera first? And then uh, can we record the rest of this uh you know, and, and do this over again, you know, and not as fun. Right. So I think what the grand master said he was going to do is in the banquet, uh, when it gets started, he's going to ask if there's anybody who, do, who wishes to not be on video and we'll identify them and make sure that we don't uh, include them in video. Sure. Right. Gotcha. So, uh, it should be fun. It's going to be a neat experience either way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, you got the business cards that, that we sent you? Yep, I did. And yep. start spreading those around, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, uh, maybe uh, you got, you can do something uh, at your Grand Lodge. Um, do you have uh, uh, a little tripod? Yeah. Yeah, we can get – I'll have something set up for ours for sure. I, I haven't right. talked to Grandmaster about that piece of it necessarily yet, but I think we're pretty – I think we're okay down here. And when is your Grand Lodge? That's the 14th, 15th weekend before, I think, yours. Yeah, the weekend before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a busy couple of weeks in For June sure. with my birthday next Monday. Yeah. Yep. 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 That'll be busy times. Um, but that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, those who um, make it happen uh, are busy guys, right? That's for you sure. Know? You want something I mean, that busy person to do it, right? That's right. You know, like um, in your lodge, you know, how, uh, you know, you, you participate a lot. You, you uh, do a lot of things to make things happen in lodge. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm the treasurer actually as an installed officer and of course past master and, and past district deputy. And so I've been, been pretty busy with a lot of that stuff over the last, over the last 11 years. And uh, um, I'm also on the building board, building management board. I just, uh, we have our meeting tonight actually on that. 
and I just became a member of the Scottish Rite Building Board. So, I'm, uh, plus I'm chairman for DMLA and 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason and uh, the chairman. You know, my daughter is now a Rainbow Girl, and so we're we're a pretty busy family. <laughs> right, right. And, and so, but you're very active in lodge. Yeah, and active in in uh, very various bodies, if you will. Um, but in each body, are you a very active person? I, I try to be, of course, and try to be uh, available to talk to guys and ask questions, answer questions. And uh, I'm, I'm, I do quite a bit of ritual work, and so we you know, degree work and installations and different things. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess Blue Lodge. I, I personally like the idea of <clears throat> focusing. I use the phrase "dance with the one that brung you." So, you know, the Blue Lodge to me is home. And if if a guy's going to be busy anywhere, he should be busy in Blue Lodge, I think, and in his home lodge. And so, and then if there's time, then you can go out and be busy in other areas. But I believe if a guy says, you know, if, like for example. Uh, I don't go to Scottish Rite meetings, honestly, because that's the Tuesday night that the Demolay meets. And so I prioritize Demolay, the, the growth and development of the boys, over growth and development of my, my other brothers. I mean, they can, they can grow and develop themselves. They're adults. <laughs> and so uh, I want to be as, as much as I can be involved in the Demolay. And uh, then, for, for example, uh, tomorrow night would normally be Demolay, but my daughter has a choir concert. So Family's focused on that, so family comes first for that event. So tomorrow night I won't be at Demolay, but they all understand that I'm I'm at every other event that I can be at. Uh, but in, so, but in, yeah, go ahead. So it sounds to me like you must be one of the clowns in the shrine unit, or one of the you must be a, a clown in the shriners unit that can juggle because you're juggling <laughs> a lot of different things at the same time, brother. Yeah. People look at my calendar and my phone and they say, God, is that the stock market? I don't know. It's just my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I can appreciate it because I'm very involved in my valley. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, you know, like uh, the Demolay aren't here anymore. So I, I, I don't have that. And the Job's daughters aren't either. So I don't have that. But uh, I do have Scottish Rite. And um, I do, I do the, uh, I manage the calendar for our district and, I do the texting program for our district and uh, I'm very active in our mentor program that uh, with more light night and uh, bringing guys through the process of initiation. So, yeah, I do, I do a lot with the lodge and, you know, um, you know, I guess uh, because we're the busy guys, we're the, we're the ones they come to to make stuff happen. Um, you know, we got, Oh, we got to get this done. How are we going to do that? You know, and then come to us. Right. Uh, which is great. Cause uh, you know, that saying you get what you get out of it, what you put into it. And, and I think the more you're there, regardless of what aspect it is, whether it's partaking in degrees or, or doing individual lectures or, or uh, helping a guy through uh, the process um, uh, you know, it, it can all uh, be rewarding, right? You yeah, know, and it's nice to see you spending time with the DMLA, even though you don't have a son. Because I'll tell you, funny experience. Senior DMLA, wife was a Joby. I had two Jobies, but yet I was the chapter dad for the local DMLA chapter. Spent my time there, 
because they needed it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'll tell you, in making it happen for Demolay at the time it was here, most rewarding thing I ever did. And, and as they say, what you get out of it is what you put into it. And when I was when I was young and and there was a chapter dad who put effort and and heart into me, and I got to do that back, you know, so. It's that cycle uh, of the things we do in Lodge. Um, so the guys uh, that are at Lodge are, are usually uh, very willing to take on more parts and, and things. And, and um, I don't know, I, I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a really fantastic chapter dad currently. And he was chapter dad before for several years and then took a little bit of a break and another awesome guy, kind of a newer Mason. Uh, in our lodge, his son was coming up through the ranks. And so he took chapter dad for four or five years, six years. And then now, and then he had to move on. And, uh, and then our, the, the guy's back again, the same guy's back again. And he's, he's a school teacher. Really. I, I, I learned quite a bit from him and his mentoring skills. It's, it's, he's, he's amazing with the guys. Uh, he can connect with them on multiple levels. And, and uh, so I, I learn a lot from him in, in development for, cause again, I don't have boys. And so I'm, I'm, I'm always asking him, you know, how this work and how's that work and anyway so he he's been great he, he's he wants to move on to some other things and so now we're kind of looking for a new chapter dad and i just don't have the bandwidth or i guess i probably could do it but i don't have the bandwidth <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to help with that and so we would kind of in a spot where we need somebody uh, to help with that but i wanted to ask about your more light night do, do you do you have a, a particular program that you follow or is it is it just, Hey, we're, we have this event on this night. Anybody who can talk about anything or what, what is that? Can talk about that more light night. Remember the description of the podcast I gave you 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much that it's it, the more light night um, is moderated by one guy, whoever that is for the night. Yeah. But it's a, it's a casual conversation um, about any topic. It's the, the topics are driven by the participants. So if, if uh, they want to talk about um, lodge structure, or if they want to talk about um, the meanings behind something, or if they want to talk about uh, aprons, titles, and, and uh, uh, those types of things, um, that's what we talk about, right? It's um, sometimes if we're going to have somebody do some homework on something, um, like, uh, one of the guys is going to, uh, do some homework and do a little presentation about esotericism in Freemasonry. Right. And, uh, that's going to be now he couldn't make it this past Monday. So we had this impromptu casual conversation, uh, sound familiar. And, um, it was great. One of the, uh, one of the new guys asked about how, um, his question was, has anybody had any experiences with our ritual symbolisms and a connection to something in their life, an event, a moment, or, or things like that? And there were several guys around the room that had had some either aha moment or some real rev, revelation um, or when they were doing a lecture and practicing a, a verse how that resonated in their life at that moment and how it um, 
affected their thought, their thinking pattern, and maybe improve themselves uh, in uh, uh, internally, right? Yeah, and it, it, it's 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 amazing, right? Um, just that that whole uh, how it uh, how it brings out more genuine experience and knowledge to share is, is incredible because the guys in the room vary. And we had nine different guys than we had before, right? We had four repeats and four, uh, five new guys, right? So in the time before we had three new guys and, and uh, 12 repeats, right? You know, so it's, it, it's always uh, varying, which is kind of really cool. Is that weekly or monthly or how often do you have it? Uh, we do that once a month. Once a month. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is we, uh, uh, this past uh, Thursday, we had it. And, and um, it was the impromptu casual conversation. What do we want to talk about? What do you, what, what do you, what do you guys want to learn? What, do you, what can we help? Right. And uh, our worshipful master um, is going to try and adopt this into the form of education in our lodge where we put the lodge at uh, refreshment and uh, do um, uh, where he'll give freedom of the floor to every member. So we can have a casual conversation about the education topic for the night. We, we call that, we call that shrink the lodge in our, in our area where basically the same idea is that you get uh, what well, I did when I was master, I went to refreshment and then I had everybody get in a circle around the, the secretary's desk. And uh, they, so nobody was, there was no second row. Everybody was on the first row. So we all were facing each other and there was no, uh, nobody could sit behind somebody. So they couldn't have to, you know, they wouldn't have to look behind them, but they right. all got together and we basically shrunk the lodge, we call it. And then we had that con that conversation about things. Somebody would kind of lead it a little bit and you'd, you know, people would drag things out and talk about it. And yeah, that's what somebody else said uh, they do is that, that well, I know I didn't hear the shrinking, but where they brought, everybody's down on the level and, and all their chairs and they're supposed to be arm width apart yeah. so everybody's comfortable. And But everybody's just like in that circle kind of thing. Yeah. And let's talk about this, right? Yeah. And that's uh, That was a suggestion that we had um, uh last Thursday uh, at our, at our uh, uh, meeting uh, as to how we can do it in lodge. And that, that's a really good idea. Yeah. We, uh, you know, it's funny. There's so much you could talk about in masonry, of course. And then as I was trying to develop my plan as master, I was in the 11th hour and think, what, what am I going to do? What am I, what's, what am I going to talk about each month? And I thought, okay, I'll just do the, we, in the back of our constitutions or our, we call it the code down here is uh, Mackey's 25 Laws of uh, Masonry, Landmarks of Masonry. And so I said, okay, we'll just break those out into two or three per night. <laughs> and so we, we covered two or three of Mackey's landmarks each meeting. And some of them, nobody had the discussion. Nobody disagreed with them or anything. It was just kind of read them and we talked about it a little bit. And there were some that had some pretty lengthy discussion about uh, opinions about the landmarks, which was kind of fun. So it was nice to do that. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. It's amazing what you learn the hit and the uh, um, the history you find your brethren have, yeah. and when they can speak freely about uh, a topic. Yeah, right? you know, it's like really you 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 were a shift captain and you did this. Wow, cool, right? 
Yeah. Uh, navigated the one a few straight and talked about all this kind of stuff. All of it. What a segue. It was, it was like, wow, you know, the things you learn in lodge, right. You yeah. know, but, and actually that was one of the things that, um, um, the guys were talking about getting more opportunities to get to know your brethren as to who they are, who they really are. Yeah. Um, and kudos to, uh, uh, right. Worshipful brother, uh, Butch Schoenard in his year, he had this thing where, as district deputy, every, every official visit, he had, um, a bio on somebody and he read it out. And then he had that, then he had that brother stand up uh, and be introduced. To, and, uh, it was like, really? Wow. Who'd have thought, right? You know? Nice quiet guy sitting there in the corner. He's been wow. He's done all of that. Oh, you know? And, and then, you know, of course, what I think is the whole cherry on top of everything in Freemasonry is carpooling, right? You know, now that you've heard those kinds of things about a brother and you end up sitting in a car with him for two hours or an hour going back and forth up and down the valley, you know, the, the stories being told, uh, you know, even stories from, from uh, traveling, you, know, you hear back in the day where things were done from ear to mouth and, you know, traveling salesmen, um, would meet with different lodges along their routes because it took so long to travel and so on. Right. Well, this guy lived that, you know, and, and he had so many cool stories to tell about the brethren he met and, and the places uh, and the, his, how he was welcomed. And uh, it was just amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm curious about the, the, the more light night we, we call it, uh, have been calling it our lodge of instruction and we have it on a third Monday and, it's it's uh, either a topic or a fluid conversation. It kind of depends on who's there and, like you said, what what happens. And uh, when I was deputy, it was always it was really focused around our uh, proficiency in lodge management. Or our uh, we have a two part proficiency in lodge management where it's a verbal. You have to be able to open and close and call or call up and down or go to refreshment. All the all the ritual stuff. And there's the open book uh, constitutions, the code test, basically to make sure they understand what the but it's all open book. They can find all the answers. And so that was the focus uh, for before, but then that kind of changed and uh, we're now just, just conversations or, or ritual. Like last week, last month we did uh, kind of a deacons and, and stewards training uh, for some of the new guys that were there showing them how to hold their rods and how to do some of the floor work and stuff. That's ideas, mm -hmm. and language and that kind of thing. We're one of our lodges in uh, near us. They have, you know, stewards seem like they just kind of sit and lodge sometimes and uh, they don't really do a whole lot during the meeting and they just, they're just there for, for uh, entertainment and pretty, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so one of the lodges here has them when the marshal goes, we, we do a flag presentation. I don't know if you guys do that as part of your ritual, we bring the flag to the East. And uh, so they actually have the stewards escort the marshal kind of in a, in a, in a military presentation. So I was teaching the new guys how they did that. So I'm thinking we're going to add that to our lodge. It's kind of a neat piece of floor work that is, uh, gives them something to do instead of just sitting there in the chair. Yeah. 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 Get them involved. Yeah, our stewards, uh, I mean, they participate in the degrees. They, they get the candidates prepared and, and, um, that kind of thing. But other than that, they don't really have any job. But I've always tried to figure out the job of the junior deacon, right? Because, you know, um, the what's the description of his job? Most of you, the um, can you work? Uh, oh yeah, to carry messages from the 
senior warden to the worshipful master through the uh, to through the uh, brother senior deacon. I've never seen them carry any messages back and forth <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, uh, so. His real duty in Lodge is to help in the initiation and, and degrees, I believe, because that's where the, the work comes in for the junior deacon. Right. You know, that right. pillar lecture for us, right? Yeah. You know, so. huh. <clears throat> I'd be curious to know more about that. We'll have to talk offline about that. I We don't have a – the junior deacon for us is very minimal part in a in the degree. Oh, well, you know, in the um, fellow craft degree, there's uh, the three, five, and seven. Um, and – uh, there's the pillar lecture that precedes the three, five, and seven. Yeah. Right. Um, in our lodge, in our ritual work, the junior deacon does the pillar lecture. And then uh, when the candidates progress to the three, five, and seven, um, that get taken over by the senior deacon. Oh, really? And he does that part of the lecture. That's kind of a cool division. I like that. Yeah. Well, as they pass through the pillars, uh, that's where it separates, right? You know, and um, it gave uh, the junior deacon um, an introductory piece to, you know, uh, that's not as not near as long as the as the three, five and seven. Right. Sure. You know, and because uh, that's a long one in itself for especially for the uh, senior deacon who's got a lot of work in the degree to begin with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Um, cool. Uh, I'll have to look yeah. at that. We, we, we've, we've had, uh, you know, in our jurisdiction, memorization requirements aren't as strict, I guess I should say, or, or there's, there's a, a handful of guys that know all of the work or a lot of the work and, and do lectures and stuff. And so, uh, and unfortunately some of them are becoming aged and are, as our past master, past grand master Jim Mendoza mentioned, he delivered that speech in Portland mm -hmm. to that lodge that talked about the, the oaks are falling. I think he called it where yep. the idea of the aged senior, you know, senior masons, not just people that have been around a long time, but the older guys physically are passing on and their knowledge and abilities, especially lecture memorization is going away with them. Yeah. And so what we've tried to do in our lodge is to divide up some of the lectures into four five, six people parts and then each of us deliver a section of it. And that the hope is over the next 10 years or so, or five years, whatever, that we'll continue to rotate those parts and then learn about different the pieces. Lectures that, are you talking about the lectures that are done in the degrees typically by um, lodge officers? See, we don't have lodge officers do that. We, and, and we got away from that at some point. In, in the last 30 years or 40 years, at some point it changed that the lodge officers don't do those degrees and don't do those lectures anymore. It's an, usually an outside lecture. Some, some of the lodges have developed a guy or two that do know those lectures, but the officers generally aren't required to do that. It used to be a requirement to be able to advance, right. to that, but not anymore with us. Yeah, as a message of a uh, rite of passage, if you will, yep. um, uh, to prove that you're capable of yeah. that amount of work and yeah there were there's been many many discussions over the years about having degree teams rather yeah. than uh the officers uh having to to do that on their way through and but you know there's the the old mindset where you know right of passage you got to prove your way through 
because if you can't do the big job at the end, um, why would we put you all the way through, you know, to see you fail, right? Uh, so if you're not capable, you know, then, you know, it makes it a problem, right? So uh, we've we managed to um, do more coaching for our officers uh, to help them through that. And, you know, then the ones who really struggle, we find replacements to do that. Um, but, you know, it's funny, you know, when we talk about the old guard dying off and, and, um, and we're not being able to come out and participate and do these things, um, how history gets lost. And, you know, we were talking about this very recently in our lodge, you know, we had uh, about 10 years ago, we had um, a separation in lodge where some guys left lodge and, and they got at odds and, and they demitted, right? So we lost a five, seven guys to that. And then in the next five years, we lost 10 guys to cancer. Wow. Right? And we, we were talking the other day. Hmm. We're talking about, it started talking about uh, things that are um, tradition in, in, in our lodge. And we should write these things down because, you know, pretty soon the old guard's not going to be here to tell us what it is. Right, right. The three of us realized, oh, shit, we're the old guard now, right? Like, oh, no, right? And we're, we're really in trouble now, right? You know, because uh, it's just really, there's a couple of other older ge uh, gentlemen that uh, they don't come to lodge anymore. Uh, they can't. Um, yeah. And there's a couple that, spend six seven months a year south right so you know we don't see those snowbirds as often so now we got to start writing this stuff down because uh otherwise it'll get lost how, how would you do that I, i've been contemplating that idea too we had a couple of lodges in our district that have developed what they call either landmarks or the bylaw addenda that while they're not part of the bylaws they're not really official they're things that Lodge believes strongly enough to add them to the bylaws as addenda. And I think they're calling them landmarks or pillars and, you know, maybe a ritual requirement or other things like that. And so, again, while they're not a bylaw, they are strongly suggested and written down, as you say. I've been thinking about doing that to our, for our Lodge as well, but it, <laughs> so when you start writing stuff down, then it, then you feel like you got to do it, and some guys still aren't ready to do that yet. Well, you know, if it's a tradition, is that you know, you, do you have it written down in your bylaws or something, or how do you? Or is no, it just we don't, but that's what we're talking about doing um, is putting an addenda to the uh, bylaws that that just, it's lodge traditions, you right. know, like. Uh, some guys will argue the position of the 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 uh, uh, three lesser lights around the uh, altar, right? And you know, he, one guy will set them up, and you find another guy just before lodge, he's switching them around because you know they're in the wrong position. No, that's the way we do it in our lodge, right? Yeah. You know, and and our lodge has its own ritual which precedes that of uh, the United Grand, uh, Grand Lodge of British Columbia, right? Um, so we are one of very few lodges in our jurisdiction that has its own ritual, right. And can do things that are different from everybody else. Right. So, um, 
are are the reasons for these things because it's one thing to tell a guy no we do this this way it's another thing to tell a guy we do this this way because yeah or for this reason right and that's what's what we're writing down and 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 we're going to make an addenda to our bylaws so that we have that uh, because you know one day we could all us try all us travelers all us active guys in lodge could be in the same bus that you know goes to uh takes us to the great lodge above so uh if, if that happens somebody better have this stuff on on uh, paper or on the computer anyways <laughs> yeah, yeah. what kind of how, how many do you have how many members do you have in your lodge i believe we have now just 50 uh members in our lodge okay um on the books we have no it's 40 44 on the books i believe and we have about 20 that are active uh-huh. Uh, that are regular participants. We have 10 that, you know, everything takes priority before Lodge. So, sure, sure. you know, uh, they don't come. There's Sojourners, right? We got about 10 of those. And then uh, we got 10 guys that really can't attend, 10, 12 guys that can't get out to Lodge because of their age or health. Yeah. Or live on the coast or something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you find when you talk about having the requirements for advancement, do you find your, I hate to use the word recycling, but uh, f- f- supporting there's members that are supporting the lodge in various roles on a regular basis? There, our lodge has been fortunate enough to uh, every now and then recycle a past master as a principal officer. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't, you know that only happens every odd year, every every few years, right? Yeah. Um, when the curse of the senior deacon happens, you know, yeah, uh, that that usually happens every year. But we usually we've been fortunate enough to have a, another guy or two that want to step up and 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 advance, right? Yeah. Um, when the curse of that senior deacon, yeah, they they get they get too ambitious, they take on too much, and then they get burnt out, and then they don't have time and. And then they can't go through the line, right? Yeah. So uh, we do have, like, our lodge is also fortunate that we have several past masters that are active and take um, uh, sedentary roles. Like, uh, I'm a, I'm the lodge historian, though I'm the worst record keeper in the world. It's a place that they could put me in and keep me as an officer, right? You know? Um there's other, but I do many other things and I'm on several committees, right? Yeah. Uh, but there are uh, all, all except two past masters that are capable do come out and participate. Yeah. yeah and, and are regular attenders. Do your, do your committees, do you, do you meet, uh, are they pretty, pretty active? And we have committees, but they're very fluid. They don't, unfortunately, it's not a lot of structure in our committee systems. There's well, there's a there's a, a structure to our committee systems, but uh, do they function properly for the most part? Yeah. Right. Uh, every now and then, you know, committee members don't can't 
make a, a meeting and you know oh, uh, sure. it has do you, to do, do, lot, do but, separate do you do committee meetings separately from the lodge or do you at the at the night of the lodge or they're, they're they're totally separate and and run outside on our personal time so that we have more flexibility on these things right yeah. um a good friend of mine was talking about how that i think it's i think it was ohio that does this i could be wrong but there's some of the jurisdictions that they run and I describe it as a consent agenda for like in, in city government or in governments, they'll have so many things on the agenda. Instead of trying to discuss every item in the meeting, they have their, you know, community development and public safety and all that kind of stuff the, for the city, right? They have all these little committees. If you want to get your message or talk about what's happening in the city or the state or county or whatever, you have to go to that committee and talk with them. And then the committee makes a recommendation to the, to the master council. And then they they vote on that, and so then the city council, whatever it has, you know, when they, in their meeting, their business will only take five minutes because they say everything's on the consent agenda. They might they might pull one piece off and have an open discussion if there's something major happening, but uh, usually it's a consent agenda, and they they pass everything on the on the list. And so the same idea in this Masonic lot or in this jurisdiction, I think I think it's Ohio, they have very structured committees. I think he said they meet before the meeting. And so if you want to have a discussion or talk about something that's happening, you have to go to that table and sit with that committee and talk with them and convince them the, that your idea or your whatever is happening. And that committee then makes the recommendation to the master. And then all the committee's opinions or recommendations are voted on by Lodge, essentially in a consent agenda item. And there really isn't any discussion in Lodge to, um, I suppose if there's an emergent thing or urgent thing, they could. But uh, interesting idea. For, it took me a little while to get comfortable with the thought of it. I, I had to ponder on it for a few days and decide if I would be open to that. But it sure would seem like to make the business move really fast that you can get right into the focus on education or other things that are probably more of a priority than just paying bills. or. Well, our, our committees, I don't know, we... We never really have a bunch of people that want to put any input in outside from outside of the committees, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so our committees report to our board of general purpose, and then any anything that needs to be discussed on a uh, about what's going on with the committee can be discussed at the board of general purpose by everybody, um, so that we don't have to have a bunch of different meetings, right? Um, that's why I, that's really the purpose of a board of general purpose, right? Um, is exactly that general purpose. We take care of all of our committee uh, heavy conversations and updates happen at the board of general purpose, and then they're uh, briefly reported on in, in a, inside the Blue Lodge, right? Um, but generally, our committees just do their own thing outside of everything. They report to the to the board of general purpose. Yeah, we, don't have, no board. we don't have that board. We don't have that board of general purposes. Oh well, you're you're kind of doing that without calling it the same thing by having a um, uh, a meeting of committees before your meeting. Which we, we don't do that. That's that's another jurisdiction. Oh, that's another jurisdiction. Yeah, I was. They do that. Cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We well, uh, you guys just deal with everything in inside a lodge. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of times, and so. You know, it should be a 30 second vote. Everybody say yes, yes, because it's been discussed at length, ends up being a 30 minute discussion about 
who's bringing the pot holders to the next fundraiser. I mean, I, not, oh, not, not, not literally, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, all that happens at, at our board of GP. So we did that a long time ago where pretty much the majority of the business in lodge, it gets taken care of at a board of general purpose meeting and presented to lodge uh, and recommendations from the board to pass all of these or, or do this or don't do that, right? Whatever recommendations come forth from the membership. And we encourage the membership to attend the board of general purpose. We usually have these every other month prior, an hour prior to regular meeting so that it's not another night. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, you know, if, if there's some, a lot of things on the agenda, uh, we might do it, you know, an hour and a half before a regular meeting, but do you um, have a, do you have a, a dinner of any kind before or after? After we have, uh, usually sandwiches or, or, um, you know, cold cuts and that kind of thing after uh, the meeting and it's more social, the bar is open and whatnot afterwards. Um, you know, long gone are the days of, uh, you know, rolling out of there at 2 a.m., you know, but, you know, they changed all the laws on us, and uh, uh, now we're out of there by midnight at the latest now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I remember that was that was the more social aspect of Lodge, you know, um, you know, 10, 10.30, you're oh, out of Lodge. So when, you're, when, you're, when are your meetings start at 7, 7.30, what time do they start? Yeah, our meetings start at 7.30. Right? And then how long do they go usually? Generally, we're – a regular meeting with no, uh, not a lot going on. We're out in an hour or less, hour and a half uh, okay. on the outside. So um, nine nine thirty on the outside, we go to festive board, right? You know, back in the day before all the laws changed, you know, we we were there until two two in the morning, one two in the morning. We're closing the bar, right? Uh, yeah. Is it, and, is it a structured? Is it a structured thing afterwards, or is it kind of just loose? Everybody's just hanging out. Uh, depends on the worst master of the day. For the most part, it's loose, right? Uh, some worst masters have tried to move education or a component of education into it. I tried to do some of that, uh, and uh, it worked for getting people to stick around. Yeah. Right. Um, we had tried formal at one point. But, you know, not everybody wants to stick around that long, yeah. right? Go through formal stuff. They just had an hour or two hours of formal stuff, yeah. right? You know, so they didn't really want a formal festive board. Yeah. We do that. We do those uh, at our banquets and, yeah, we don't do formal festive boards anymore yeah. um, because the guys want to socialize. That's where they, you know, can get together. But one thing we did do, is we made the table smaller uh, for our festive board so that there's not groups over here and over there and, and whatnot. It's everybody's around the same small table. Yeah. Right? We used and, to have, we have round tables and there used to be seven, eight, ten tables set up and be two guys at one and five at another. And mm -hmm. it just, I, so I'm the rental manager also, among other things. <laughs> <I'm at laughs> and so it does help to make the room look bigger as well, but I shrunk it down to four or five tables that are out all the time only. And so it helps to bring that cohesive group together and people, it's more intimate to have the guys closer together. 
take take all your round tables, right, and make a funny shaped table. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And and just make make a funny shaped table where you know it might not might not look right, but that's okay. Do this when you when you have one of those kinds of festive yeah. board things, right? And make it different every time. And then people are always sitting around, but they're not sitting at individual tables. Yeah. It's all one big table, right? And you can make all one one of my buddies used to do this for his for his uh rotary thing and make it all different all the time and just change the, the configuration of the eight round tables, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and make something different. It, you know, you can have fun with it. Sure. At least, like you say, they're not all uh, se- segregated, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to give that a try. Maybe line them up in a big line in one dam and put them in a circle another time. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you put a bunch of circles on a uh, on a table and you just sit there and move them around, yeah. right? But they're all together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, you you can envision, start to envision. Do I need eight tables? Do I need nine tables to be able to make something really yeah. that can just be moved around regular? You know, because right. Obviously, there's going to be a couple tables that end up being in the middle yeah. that aren't being used because there's nobody can sit on any edge of it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so you got to try that. You do, do it this way first. Cut out some round circles at home, put it on the kitchen table, and keep them all touching and see see how many tables works for your space because it's more right. important it works for your space, right? Right. Yeah, I'll be give it a shot. How big is your lodge hall? Your, your it's a, unfortunately it's a funny L shape, and so it's it's about two thousand square feet, twenty five hundred square feet, but it's L shaped, and so it's it's a little bit difficult to do some of those things, but we'll make it happen. Yeah, like, well, you know, you can do a, a funny L shaped thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Connect it all, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, that's that's been our format. So you're back to something you said. You called that thing where you shrink your lodge yeah lodge of instruction that's funny because oh, I did the monday night this we, we call it shrink the lodge when we do that okay the lodge of instruction is the separate night the separate night specifically oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah and so the lodge of instruction i got i did some research online in order to get to this more light night yeah and one of the things i had come across was a lodge of instruction document uh, that I got actually from, uh, I think it was Canadian Freemason uh, um, connection on the Facebook group. Yeah. And and that's what it was called, Lodge of Instruction. And I took out all the stuff with the Worshipful Master and stuff like that um, for any of the organizing thing of it um, so that the moderator could be a different person, right? And use that as the foundation to build the concept for the oh, nice. I'll have to get that from you. But I, I was just watching one of our, our fellow Masonic podcasts the other day and uh, I don't get a lot of time to do that, but I, I the title intrigued me. And, and uh, they had a couple of guys from the East coast from Maine that are their grand lodge instruction guys. And uh, they were talking about lodge of instruction. And it sounds like all of them have actually a district level lodge of instruction, which, would be awesome to have out here. We kind of tried to develop that the two years that I was deputy and then the two years following me. And uh, it hasn't, it hasn't didn't really take off too much, but we kind of can still, we still do it. It's still available, uh, but it's not officially a district event, but they were talking, I think it was North Carolina 
Grand Lodge of North Carolina has some pretty amazing uh, lodge of instruction or education stuff online. So I was going to go and dig into that a little bit. Cool. Yeah, this uh, more light night is actually turning into more of a district event. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's so many lodges within hailing distance. You know, it takes them an hour, hour and 15 minutes to get here, right? Yeah. So the we've had guys coming up from uh, the south and down from the north for this, uh, which is really cool. Nice. Um, you know, it's not just our lodge thing, right? But it's going to be really neat, actually, uh, to see if the Worshipful Master pulls this off and makes it a regular part of our meetings, right? And it gets carried forward from the next Worshipful Master. That's the key, right? right? Um, if that can happen, then I can see attendance and visitations to our lodge growing because if we're getting guys we're getting guys hitchhiking with other guys to hey trying to find a ride out here just to to come to the more light night and uh we got guys drove almost two hours to come for a more light night wow right so if it's getting that kind of response you know it it, it's got to have the same effect in lodge if we can move that into our lodge and, and we can get guys coming to our lodge meetings. I would much rather have all that in lodge than have to spend an extra night in a month doing this. Right. For sure. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, because I believe that's where it belongs. But again, that's one of those things that we got to get into that traditions page and, and into our bylaws that we do this in our meetings. Right. Uh, otherwise, Worst from master comes and says, I don't want to do that. And then it stops, right? So yeah. um, let's hope that, that it continues. That's where, uh, that's where a long-range plan is important. That was that was my my duty at the Grand Lodge level for a couple of years recently. And having getting a, getting a long-range plan and following it, having everybody on the same page is difficult, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. well, apparently uh, they've done that when, in our BC Grand Lodge in the last uh, – yeah. worked hard to, to get to there but all the current grand lodge officers are all in sync with a particular long range plan that's you know for for lodge period and then there's their own agendas outside of that but yeah. they've all agreed on this linear plan uh which is great because it's you know consistency is the only way to make it happen yeah. right you know uh we're gonna continue to do our more light nights um until such time we see a difference in the lodge uh, attendance. If our lodge uh, education pieces start to uh, garner that attendance and, and these guys will come down for it, um, then uh, I think we'll shift the focus to our lodge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the really nice thing about it being a district thing, though, is that I believe if we kept it on a district level, we could move it from lodge to lodge, right? And that would, I believe, encourage different levels of participation because there's guys, if, if the guys will travel two hours, you know, I, I'll travel, uh, I'd travel in the valley for, for a more light night. I'd travel for that one, right? Um, so if we had it where it was moving around from lodge to lodge, I think it would have, a much greater impact district um, 
district wise anyways you know yeah yeah for sure for right sure. um I, I noticed that uh, our time is coming to an hour. We didn't yeah. think until a half hour. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we can't talk for much about a half hour. We're going to be boring, right? You know, and who knows? I don't know. Was there any, anybody on the sidelines? Did they come out to play or? Uh, there's a, not, not really too many comments. I think, uh, I think Connor was on there and commenting about some things, but uh, no questions necessarily that I could bring up. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see anything on Facebook either. So um, just want to remind everyone to uh, we appreciate any reviews or comments, and you know, if you give us a thumbs up and and hit the notification button if you the bell if you want to be notified of upcoming podcasts and other things happening as well. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, that uh, up and coming things, um, I thought it'd be interesting concept. Uh, see how you're going to be going to your Grand Lodge, and I am. Um, we talked to the incoming worshipful ma uh, grandmasters. I'm thinking that every week we could report on what's our grandmaster up to this week, right? How we do that, yeah. You know, and um, promote their activities in our jurisdictions, sure. right? Sure. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that would increase our, our viewership too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, next, speaking next week, uh, we've got uh, very worshipful brother Zane McCune coming back to talk yeah. with. With who is it? Who is it from BC that he's going to be talking with? Uh, Dave, uh, uh, Dave Blossom. Uh, he's he was the original founder. He's the guy who did the logo for our uh, podcast. Oh, perfect! Um, and he's um, they're coming to talk about esoteric Freemasonry. Yeah, right. it should be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to that. Discuss, you know, that's one of those things that we could spend six hours talking about probably, and it'll be interesting to see how it weaves and winds in a, in a short format like that. Depends on how far down the rabbit hole they want to go, I guess, because yeah. I, don't, I don't really know much about it. So I, I'm pretty much uh, going to ensure that the, other than the beginning, you won't see my face on that podcast because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just be sitting taking it all in. I'm sure it's going to be uh, quite interesting. Um because uh, not knowing anything about the, the, the topic, I mean, I look, you look up the word and the definition and sure, Freemasonry is esoteric in, in the sense of just the knowledge it shares with its members, right? Um, but I'm sure these guys are going to go down some rabbit holes, right? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's the, like you talked about, is there's the ritual and then there's the meaning or the work and there's the meaning behind the ritual and the work. And that's, right. that's generally what we talk about when we say esoteric. But then there's guys that go even further down and if just you know try and symbolism, uh, some additional information too. And then there's yeah. there's the really, you know, uh, I appreciate the effort that people are willing to try and research and learn about that, and uh, it helps it helps them become better people and it helps them fulfill their life, and that's important. Well, you know, as I say, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. And, you know, if they didn't do it, I'd probably have to do it. And I don't have any desire to do it. So, you know, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's a good thing there's plumbers because I sure as heck wouldn't want that job either. You know, um, speaking, speaking of upcoming, uh, sorry, that's not a good transition for who's there. <laughs> <guess>, but <laughs> uh, before, before we hang up here, we've got five, a couple of minutes. Uh, 
so next week we got the the esoteric discussion and then in two weeks i'm really excited we've got nathan tweedy who is uh working at the baseball hall of fame something else that we don't necessarily know a whole lot about baseball even though i could i guess i know a little bit more than you i do know how the game is played uh, but i don't know any stats or scores or anything so uh, i don't know but anyway nathan's gonna talk to us about the baseball hall of fame and and importantly, most wishful Jim Mendoza, who's a huge baseball fan and friends of Nathan, will be back. So, again, we may be able to just kind of coast uh, on, on the conversation in two weeks and let those guys talk about uh, Freemasonry and baseball connections. Well, we, we may actually uh, have uh, most wishful brother Doug Collins on uh, as a regular host by then, too. And uh, I believe he's a big sports guy. Great. Uh, and so that, that, that could be very interesting. Um, but looking forward to the next couple of weeks of shows and uh, um, uh, interacting with our, our, our guests. So hopefully we have uh, some people to ask these guys some pointed questions. Um, Speaking of I that, uh, Most Worshipful Jim is online and he, he made a quick comment. He said that 20% of the Hall of Famers from baseball are Freemasons. Wow. 20%. That's a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, It'll be, it'll be, it should be a good show. I really, I think we should uh, make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah, and uh, how big is the uh, uh, membership of the Hall I, of Fame? So this is this is the danger I've had. I, I, in, in business, I know in, you know in our businesses where we need to network with people. And I thought, oh, I know sports is an important topic. We should. So I would watch Sports Center at night, and I'd get the little facts and figures, and I watch the videos. And so I'd be out at a party or something, and I'd say, oh, hey, did you see that play, or did you see that touchdown, or whatever? And they go, yeah. And then they want to ask me a bunch more questions that I have no idea. It would have been better. Would have been better not to start. So see, I don't, you know, I I only know the fact that he just gave me. I don't know anything more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it, it it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I I know the basics of baseball, and I like baseball because of you know the nonviolent factor. You know, um, yeah. that that's one of my favorite sports. Well. Although, although, although nonviolent, if you're as long as you're not the in, in the way of a baseball coming off a bat and a line uh, drive, yeah. <laughs> I did that when I was a kid. I got I, I took the ball in the in the right eye and looking up. Ah, where's uh, the ball? Oh yeah, there it's right in my eye. Yeah, yeah. it turned right off. Yeah. <laughs> well, River uh, River said these topics are rather interesting, so I think we're we're going to work hard over the next couple of weeks to put together a series of topics. Whether we have guests or it's just our conversation or whatever, we're going to put together a series of uh, topics and conversations we'll have coming forward. I wonder if River has any suggestions for topics he'd like to hear. He's a regular go. listener. If yeah. you have any uh, suggestions for topics, River, email them us. Email them to us at info at the working tools podcast.com and uh we'll be happy to do that or uh put them in the message there in the chat window and uh david will record them we'll, we'll get these topics handled for you brother um i can call uh him brother because uh i'm also a senior demolay yeah. uh, so i got the pleasure of meeting uh uh brother peatman uh at the centennial celebration and I presented him with that really cool jacket that I got. Yeah. Um, awesome. he, says, he says he'll do that. So hopefully he'll email us. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah. Really nice kid, Sharp. He's going to, he's going to uh, accomplish great things in DMLA. 
And uh, I'm sure uh, down further in life in masonry, I'm sure Could he's be. just that kind of kid, right? So uh, it'll be a natural for him. But right. anyways, uh, I think uh, it's uh, time to wrap it up, we think. Sounds like a, a sayonara for uh, uh, until next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody, you have a great day. And uh, like David said, if you like us uh, uh, and comment and review us, uh, they like that. So have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye now.